Blog Talk Radio. kids.com that's cars with a k we're a recognized 501c3 charity organization so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction what's more you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights one eight seven seven cars for kids k-a-r-s cars for kids one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Listening to Jack Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up to date news direct from JockJournal.com. So get on the line and become a Jock Star. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Thanksgiving week episode of the Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio and JackJournal.com. My name is Joshua Lopez. This is the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. We've got a lot to get to. Uh, if you guys would like to call, we have open phone lines for you. The callers at 602-753-1743. Once again, the number is 602-753-1743. If you'd like to discuss the games of the NFL Yesterday, uh, the Cincinnati-Arizona Sunday night football game, tonight's Patriots-Bills game, and then, of course, uh, if any of the wrestling fans out there, if you guys would like to call in and chime in about the pay-per-view last night, uh, please give us a call at 602-753-1743. This is the most fun, non-political, but hard-hitting, educated sports talk radio show in the world. We're live every Monday. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 12, uh, 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 11.30 to 1.30 in the East Coast. If you live in the West or anywhere else, well, figure it out for yourself. I, 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 I can give a flying big Newton. Um, by the way, give us a follow on social media. We're at DAS Sports Drive, DAS Sports Drive, DA Sports Drive. Um, I'm at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. Sean Mann still needs to change his Twitter account, but 
he's still with us. Uh, he's at Sean SWR. And Frank is at Twitter at JockJRLFrank. Check out JockJournal.com if you can't catch today's episode. Uh, make sure to go to iTunes or the On Demand section on Blog Talk Radio and the Sports Drive. Subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend uh, about the show that helps spread the word about this podcast and have have more reach. Um, we have the Scooby Bayless Bash Hour course at the top of the hour. We'll be joined by Brian Snell from the Iran Sports Network for that, so that should be a lot of fun. But we've got a lot to get to. Like I said, 602 753 1743 if you want to talk NFL with us. Let's have some fun. All right. Let me introduce one of our co hosts here, our weekly contributor here for the Sports Ride, but one of our good close friends here. It's the Big Win coming out of Bubble B USA and Bubble Bubble oh, Indiana. It's, it's Frank, the Big Win Sprinkle. You called our show educated, didn't you? Where we are educating? Yes. Yeah. Dude, you know what? Then let me say this. For children, we may be, may be more educating than what you learn in school. Correct. So think <laughs> about this. I mean, you know what? Who needs school this time of day when all you can to do is turn into jockjournal.com and listen to us? We'll give you more education than what you learn in school, particularly that about the NFL. Make it an impact. That's yeah, what we def- are, guys. Yeah, and you'll definitely learn more on here than you will from First Take or any of the ESPN radio shows this morning. With that said, let me introduce my co-host and your guys' favorite historian man. It's Sean Mann, the historian man, the gutterball man, the Boston sports <laughs> man. Uh, I'm from Corner Lane, Idaho. Uh, before we get to uh, previewing the NFL games, buddy, how you doing, man? Uh, it's another week here for the sports ride, but how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Josh and Frank. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Drive. It is November 23rd, 2015. It's 11.36 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 8.36 a.m. on the West. Weather right now out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, it's 28 degrees. It's sunshiny, but we got a winter storm watch actually starting tomorrow and going through actually tonight and supposed to go tell tomorrow. So try to enjoy this warm weather before this big maybe winter storm possibly comes. How are you, Josh, and how's the weather out there? We'll start with you first, and then, Frank, how's the weather for you, buddy? Weather here is uh, kind of crappy, but it seems like it's going to be a little bit hotter this week, so I, I expect all the snow to go away. So besides that, uh, it could be a little bit better, but I, I'm doing pretty good. Cool. Frank, how are you doing? How's the weather out there in Bumblebee, Indiana? Bumblebee, Indiana. Dude, listen, <laughs> Just ask Josh how the weather is, and how the weather is for Josh is the same for me. Of course it's, though. Listen, if you're going to ask me about the weather, then that means you you don't have to ask Josh about it. It snowed on Saturday. It's beautiful. There's still snow on the ground. Happy Thanksgiving. The holidays are in the air. You know what? Ask Josh how the weather is. You don't need to ask me. Ask me how the hol- how the weather is. You don't need to ask Josh. <laughs> With that being said, to today. Yep. Yeah, with that being said, it's uh, 37 minutes after the hour. Yes, like Josh said, we have plenty to go over. Today we're going to be talking, ladies and gentlemen, about week number 11 of all the NFL games. And let's get this party started, shall we? Let's. Come on, it's the holiday week. I've been waiting. 
All right, we're going to start off with our first game of the day. The first game we're going to start off with the Washington Redskins having a chance to go into Carolina to snap the Carolina Panthers' nine-game winning streak. Remember, there's only two unbeaten teams. Carolina is still undefeated. The Redskins got destroyed. If anybody thought that the Redskins could make it a game like they did against the Atlanta Falcons back around uh, week four, week five, like when they lost 25 to 19, wasn't the case. They got destroyed by the Carolina Panthers. Frank, let's go to you. What's your thoughts? Yeah. The Panthers 10 and 0. We talked a little bit about this in our meeting, you know, and we met before we had to go on the air today. And then we'll go to you, Josh. Guys, this Carolina Panther team is no fluke. Now, if you think about the NFC right now, there are two teams you're thinking about: the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. But watching this game yesterday, and I watched every NFL game as they were going on, trying to keep tabs on all the games. From what I saw from the Carolina Panthers that scored double-digit points in the first three quarters of this game, and Cam Newton had five touchdowns, if anything, this game convinced me that this Carolina Panthers team is for real. They're not a fluke. And here's why. Take a look at what happened last year of Carolina. They got into Mm -hmm. the playoffs. They snuck in. uh, They had a mediocre record. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Basically, they got in by default, guys. Let's admit that. They got in by default because somebody had to win that NFC South, even with a mediocre record. But the Carolina Panthers, if this team does not get any respect now, they should. Because this game has definitely earned my respect. And I've had respect for Carolina, but the ultimate respect has got to be be given after this game. Because of the five touchdowns. Because they play great defense. The way they beat the Washington Redskins yesterday, that should prove that the Carolina Panthers are for real, and they are going to be in this NFC race for a while. Now, guys, they do have the Dallas Cowboys here on Thursday. That should be an interesting game based on the fact that, okay, the Cowboys do suck. We know that. We'll talk about that later. But the Cowboys, they're at home. That's their one signature day during the regular season. It's not Sunday night. It's not Monday night. It's not an other nationally televised game. No, it's Thanksgiving Day. So, guys, what we're looking at here is a collision course on Thursday, a short week. And that I'll be honest, that Panthers-Cowboys game, that's got to be the game of the day as far as Thanksgiving goes because I want to see if Carolina can go in to what is considered hostile territory on Thanksgiving and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, this Carolina Panthers team, they're clicking. Uh, Frank, before before we go to you, Josh, on the other side, you go to the Washington Redskins. Can the Redskins still win the NFC East division over the New York Giants and maybe the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I think – oh, you're addressing me. Listen, I think – Yeah, I'm addressing it toward you before okay, we go to Josh. I don't know if you're addressing Josh. Sorry, I didn't know if you were addressing Josh. No, 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 no. I, this question's for you, Frank. Go ahead. Okay, What's guys, the Redskins? Listen, listen. They're, they're, they're only – they're in second place right now. It's hard to believe. Dallas, they're, they're done. Philadelphia – Look, Philadelphia has convinced me that they are done as of yesterday. This is a two-team race between the Giants and the Redskins, and I think if there's one team that can that can eclipse the New York Giants here, it could be the Washington Redskins. But here's the thing about Washington. they got to start winning some road games here. They haven't won on the road. If they don't take advantage of this road schedule, then guess what? The New York Giants have this division made. So can they? Yes, do I think so? Probably not because they're not winning on the road. So, no, I don't think so. But if there's one team that could get this here, maybe Washington. Maybe. Josh, comment on the Washington-Carolina game. 
My thoughts on the game is that Carolina is real, and anybody says that the Panthers are not real are delusional, and Thank they you. don't know anything about football. Um, Thank you. The Panthers capitalize, Josh. unlike the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody talks about how Atlanta Falcons are supposed to be this great team because they got this great offense, but we'll we'll get to that game later on. Um, as far as the Redskins are concerned, buddy, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. They just don't have enough personnel on both sides of the ball. Yes, they've been competitive in games, and yes, they've won games that you wouldn't expect them to win, but it's just not the year for the Redskins. It's just one of those 7-9, 6-10 and, and ten years. Plus, with the NFC least, I, that division is so terrible, uh, even the Redskins will find a way to miss the playoffs. So I, I don't think the Redskins will make the playoffs, but uh, Carolina right now is on the roll. Uh, the defense is kicking ass, and I couldn't be happier for Ron Rivera. My view of the game was this, is that, uh, Car- like you gentlemen said, the Panthers are showing people that they are on a mission to be a better team than they were last year compared to being the 7-8-1 Panthers that went to the playoffs and shouldn't, in all rights <laughs> should not have been there. This is a team that's been much improved. Cam Newton is making better decisions. He's becoming a better quarterback. And Ron Rivera was expect wanted to see good things. Carolina really is. And Carolina knows that they'll easily go into Dallas and win. We'll get to that when we get probably either today or actually tomorrow probably. And for the Redskins, they still can win the NFC East. But like you said, Frank, they have to win games on the road. This Redskins no, do they? does not yeah, this Redskins team is not very good on the road. At home, they've improved quite a bit, but on the road, that's their big weakness. With that being said, 43 minutes after the hour, let's move to the next game, a game that was pretty much meaningless yesterday. The St. Louis Rams, they went into Baltimore. The Rams knowing that maybe boring. they still have a shot. Maybe boring. Right. You know, this guy, let me say this about Josh Lopez. He's on a roll today. Boring is right. I'll go first, and then we're going to go to Josh and then to Frank. With St. Louis, they know that they could easily have a chance to maybe stay in it. But, look, here's the thing with the Rams, okay? We've seen this time after time. They beat the teams that are the powers, and then they can't beat the teams that are not very good. And for the Ravens, you're just Mm -hmm. desperate for this season to be over with. You lose Joe Flacco for the entire season. I don't believe John Harbaugh is going to get fired. Let's go to you, Josh. Rams, Ravens, and then we go to Frank. This is not this is not John Harbaugh's fault. This is not Joe Flacco's Mm-mm. fault. This is not nope. the this is on the this is on the management side of the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I, we were complimenting Ozzie Newsom on last week's show, but you know, I think they were dealt a bad hand. You mean look at what what's happened to this team this season. They lost Terrell Suggs, their emotional leader for the entire season with an ACL injury. Steve Smith uh, went out for the rest of the year. He lose Jacoby Jones. Obviously, that Ray Lewis factor still is haunting the Ravens because they don't have an emotional leader in the locker room anymore. Then you have Mark Tressman, the quarterback, <laughs> as I call it. Uh, he, he, he is not forgiven Mark Tressman, dude. He is not forgiven Mark He's just destroyed the Ravens' offense. Justin Forsett's been a major disappointment for the Ravens this year. I thought he had an amazing year as a running back last year. This year, he's shown up like Cedric Benson. Despite that, my thoughts on the game was this. I couldn't find a a pillow more quicker than watching this game on Red Zone. (laughs) The, The Rams 
the Rams prove why they don't deserve to make the playoffs this year. And um, uh, it's unfortunate that Joe Flacco um, is out for the rest of the year. I say this publicly that the Rams is my second favorite team in football, so to see them at this uh, position is kind of sad. But uh, you deal with the cards that are dealt to you, and that's my thoughts on the game yesterday. Frank, we go to you, St. Louis, Baltimore. And let's not forget about Justin Forsett here. He broke his arm yesterday, so you are down a quarterback, you're down a running back, and it's not going to get any easier for the Baltimore Ravens, although they did avenge last week's loss to Jacksonville because they lost on a field goal at home a week ago to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're able to pull it off here against the St. Louis Rams. And for Josh, Justin, you couldn't be more right because you look at this game uh, with the teams and their records, you got the Rams. Uh, in the NFC West, they're four and six. You got uh, the Baltimore Ravens; they're three and seven. Yes, you're talking about two mediocre teams here. Uh, but for the Baltimore Ravens, look, they may have won this game, but is it okay to say that they were the big losers here? Because I have to say they're the big losers for them to lose uh, Joe Flacco for the season. And then Justin Forsett, to lose two key components oh, for your offense, not to mention a quarterback that's making God knows how much money. I've lost track, except it's more than I probably can only dream of. Guys, the Baltimore yeah. Ravens here, they were the winners of this game, but they were the big losers here. No doubt about it. The next game we get to, the New York Jets, knowing that they have a chance to maybe have a chance to get to the uh, playoffs as a wild card, going to Houston, taking on a Texans team that is trying to battle it out with the Indianapolis Colts and the AFC uh, South division. Josh, let's go to you. The first thoughts that you have on the Jets and Texans, then we'll go to me, and then we'll go to Frank. What's your thoughts on the Jets and the Texans from yesterday? I thought it was a good defensive game. Um, I'll say this right now. If I'm Matt Hasselbeck and the Indianapolis Colts, I'm concerned because look what the Bengals have done in just the span of the week. Not only have they ended the undefeated season of the overrated Bengals, they beat the <laughs> New York Jets team that was favored to win again. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from the Texans so far. It's kind of more like what we expected to see them do earlier this year. So this defense is finally showing up. Now, of course, you're going to have that obvious quarterback issue. I don't know if T.J. Yates will lead you to any Super Bowls or anything, but I like what I see from the Texans so far. Um, I'll have a bold statement. I said this during the conference call today. It doesn't matter what team he's on. If Brandon Marshall's on this third team, you're not making the playoffs and you're not getting the Super Bowl. That's that my- simple. The, Jets, the New York Jets, my oh. friends, are done. Uh, yeah, my thoughts uh, exactly. When you look at the – first, I'm going to start with Houston, like I said. Uh, and I agree with you, Josh, on this situation with the Colts. Colts know that they're in a desperate situation right now. They know that Houston is starting to get warmed up. They're starting to click at the right time. And remember, the Texans throughout their history against the Jets, they had not always played very well against the Jets. The Jets always used to have their way against them. The Texans now have won two straight against the Jets – and for the New York Jets, it's simple. You know, they, uh, they've they lost four of the last five games. They're five and five. The only way the Jets are going to make it to the wild card is they're going to have to win the rest of their games. They do know that every week now is do or die for them. Ryan Fitzpatrick is showing everybody that maybe he is still 
an old Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gotten off to a good start. They go four and one through the first five. People are like thinking maybe this Jet team is for real in the AFC. Now they've taken a nosedive and really have fallen apart, fallen down, and they are they're not tackling. Their offense has got a lot of issues with the Jets. And Frank, I think you would agree with me about the Jets uh, and the way they're playing right now, and especially with the way they went up against a very tough team in Houston, which is really surprising teams in the AFC and in the AFC South. Well, as far as the Jets go, look, that's pretty much obvious. They're done because no one's going to win that AFC West. Well, I mean, AFC, AFC West here. It's Monday, still getting into uh, the weekly mood. That AFC East, nobody's going to win it because it's the New England Patriots division. Guys, they already have the division one. The Buffalo Bills, they're the team holding on to the six wild card spot. The New York Jets, this is a team that mathematically is not eliminated. But when you talk about a team mathematically, oh, they're mathematically still in it. Guys, that means that they're not going to the playoffs because mathematically is you've got to win out and get some help along the way. But I want to address the winners here, the Houston Texans. I mean, we're talking about the Jets and their struggles mm-hmm. of late. But what about the Houston Texans, guys? They have won their last three games. Of course, last Monday night they defeated the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, handed them their first loss of the season. We know what happened to the Bengals last night. But for the Houston Texans, if you're a fan of this team, this should be fun. Because look at what you have the next few weeks. You have a tough schedule. You have the Saints. You've got to go to New Orleans. We know that's a tough place to play. The Buffalo Bills on the road, that's a team that's holding on for playoff life right now. They're actually on the inside with one of the two wild card spots here. And then the New England Patriots. You actually host the New England Patriots on December 13th. And then the Colts the following week. And then the schedule seems to, well, let's face it, it lines up considerably. you got the Titans and the Jaguars last two weeks of the season. But this Texans team, if you're a fan of the Texans, you should be enjoying this, and you should be enjoying the next few weeks because this is going to be a tough schedule. And a schedule that really, if you can, if you can pick up some wins along the way, you're going to be convincing to everybody in the National Football League that this Houston Texan team is for real. Now, as far as the quarterback position, that's something they're going to have to address. They're going to have to step it up in the meantime here. But for the Houston Texans, they have a huge challenge ahead of them. And for these Texan fans, they should enjoy it. It is 11.52 a.m. on the East Coast, which is 8.52 a.m. We move to the next game. It will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They go to Philadelphia yesterday. And I can't wait to talk about how bad the Eagles are. But first, let's go right back to you, Frank. And then we're going to go to Josh and then to me. Your thoughts on the Buccaneers just destroying the Eagles yesterday. Okay, guys, let me let me say this. If you take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles and losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, you get whitewashed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a game in which I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would have won this game 45-17. to you lose to the Miami Dolphins at home the previous week. You have lost the last three of four going back to, to October 25th against the Carolina Panthers. We were talking last week about coaches that are on the hot seat here. you got to put Chip Kelly in, in that mix. Because if you look at Chip Kelly, he was making all of these moves that we were scratching our heads and saying, oh my goodness, what has he done here? And you know what, guys? It actually worked in the early going. Because this was an Eagles team that won three out of four. But they have faltered since. As mentioned, they have lost their last three out of four. How do you go from winning three out of four to losing three out of four? 
And with these moves that Chip Kelly made during the offseason that had us scratching our heads, that had our minds spinning, that had us saying what, what, what with every move that he made, listen, there's got to be accountability. And i got to tell you guys something. I want to pose a question here. I Have we lost Frank? Anybody here? Yeah, I think we lost him. Uh, Hold on, I'm still here. here. Oh, 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 okay. Go, go back yeah, to that. Go off. back to that. What was, was that? My question. Okay, guys, listen. I was talking out, about Frank. the Eagles. Oh well, hey, modern technology doesn't it suck at times? It, it, no, no, no. Let's yeah. get back <laughs> at it. Okay, what was your question? Yeah, thank you, modern technology. Look what you've done, guys. We're chip killing these moves and the fact that they've lost three out of four after winning their first three out of four. We were talking about coaches on the hot seat last week. Chip Kelly's got to be in the hot seat. Would you guys agree? Josh, uh, let's, let's, before we answer that question, and I do, Frank, about that, let's get to Josh on the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game. Um, Tampa Bay is definitely the surprise of the year. Um, to say that the team's not – I'm not saying the, guy, the team is for real, but with the way they're playing, the way the Falcons are playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers could contend for the uh, wild card. Uh, they're playing good. Uh, Jameson Winston has really surprised me. Uh, five touchdowns on the road in a, a market like that at Philadelphia when he's known for being a Florida type of quarterback in the South. It's really impressive, especially on his rookie year. Um, couldn't be happier for Lovey Smith. He's doing an amazing job with the Buccaneers, especially with what they're working with. Um, I'll say this. Um, I, we mentioned Chuck Logano, guys that deserve to be at the hot stove or the hot seat, whatever we want to call it. But hot seat. Chip Kelly, it, it, Chip Kelly is definitely number one on my list. Well, Chip Kelly has done absolutely nothing for the Philadelphia Eagles. His effort and his lack of um, execution has been utterly terrible. Using the phrase Charles Barkley, terrible. Hey, can I join so you? Terrible. I, I, I'm not impressed whatsoever by Chip Kelly, the Eagles. Sam Baffert's injured again was surprised, and Mark Sanchez once again showing extreme amounts of mediocrity. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, I picked Tampa Bay to take this, uh, to win this game last. Uh, for, uh, last Friday show, and um, I was about to be proven right. Did you call? Did you, let me ask you a question, Fox. Josh. I want to ask you a question. Did you call Sam Bradford Sam Br- Badford B A D F? Yeah. Did you call him Sam Badford? <laughs> Dude, what will you think yeah, of next? Sam Talk about creative genius. <laughs> We're out of Sam If you want to call in and talk. If you want to call in and talk about the NFL games, let's call us at 602-753-1743. We're about to head to a commercial break in just about three minutes. But, uh, Sean, man, buddy, uh, what was your thoughts on the game yesterday between the Buccaneers uh, and the Eagles? Well, there's most definitely a feeling that Lovey Smith has got the Buccaneers in good shape to, to have a chance to maybe get in at, like you said, Josh, as a wild card. They've really surprised, like you said, too, Josh. They've surprised everybody that they are this good. And then if you go to the other side, you look at Philadelphia. Before the season started, I picked the Eagles to be a 13-3 and team. I thought with the moves they made, maybe they would be uh, a team that would be the real deal. But they're really not. And you know what? There's a lot of 
anger and anxiety and frustration in the city of brotherly love. I wouldn't want to be in there. I think Rocky yeah. Balboa needs to provide a spark to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles or the city of Philadelphia. Like or something. More like a sucker punch or, or something like are you that. Watching but... the movie? Are, you, are you watching that new movie, by the way? Uh, oh, Creed. Creed. Uh, I, well, I, I, maybe. Uh, but anyway, we got to get back on, uh, back on it here. Uh, you know, when you talk about Philadelphia, they are the team – that has really surprised people. And yeah, Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly deserves to be on the hot seat, Frank, to answer your question, because this has been mm-hmm. poor, a poor, poor job. They lost a game against uh, Miami. They should have beat the Dolphins. I thought with Mark Sanchez, it, it should have been a game-winning touchdown. He threw a pick. And Mark Sanchez can be an interception machine. And we just saw that yesterday and how sloppy the Eagles look. If I'm an Eagle fan, you better start preparing for 2016 because this team just is not going anywhere. Get the bags out. Because I want to make that quick because, like Josh says, we are getting ready to head to a commercial break. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to take the high road that we got to have to break soon, but for me, I, I, I'm not sure on that one. Debatable. Yeah. We welcome any debates. Debatable, debatable. By the way, like as Josh said, when we come back from the commercial break, I believe we've got, yeah, we've got a lot more NFL action. And don't forget, Skippy Bayless Bash Hour is coming up. Yep, and top of the hour, we'll be uh, after the break. We'll talk about the Cowgirls against the Dolphins. We have the Colts at the Falcons, the uh, Bears at the uh, Bears Broncos, and then Oakland Detroit will wrap up the first hour. And then we'll begin the infamous Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. So, first batch of NFL games already recapped here on the Sports Drive with Sean Mann, uh, Frank Sprinkle, and Josh Lopez. We're about to head to commercial break right now. Enjoy the Cards for Kids commercial, all the good singles here. We'll be back in just a couple minutes here on the Sports Drive right here on Jock Journal Radio at jockjournal.com. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. 
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com okay we're back i had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website welcome back here to the drive here on jock journal radio Josh Wilson's here. Got over four last three at 602-753-1743 hope you guys are enjoying the show Strong man, big one, Frank Sprinkle. My name is Josh Lopez. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network join us for the Skippy Bell Bash Hour at the top of the, not the top of the hour, but at 1130. Um, we'll, we'll, we actually be implementing our very first update here in the Sports Track just a little bit, but we have some other games to get over uh, to with the NFL games, and then I think we'll save the our thoughts on the Bears-Broncos game after the update. So let's do Dolphins, uh, Cowboys really quick, uh, Colts, Falcons, and then Raiders, Detroit before the update, right? Okay. Uh, You know, we start with Dallas and Miami. Uh, I go first. Everybody praising. I've been hearing it all day that the Cowboys, oh, great. Tony (laughs) Romo is back. They're back to the winning ways. You know what? In my view, the Cowboys have only won one game. It was a brutal time because they had lost seven straight games. The Cowboys, if people think, are going to be back as a playoff team this year, you're out of your minds. Dallas has to win every game to even have a shot at the wild yeah. at the wild card. And Miami, of course, is the typical Dolphins. Been dealing with a lot this year, of course, with the firing of their coach back in October, hiring their interim head coach. Um, Ryan Tannehill not always being at his best for the Miami Dolphins. So there's a lot to put into view with Miami, but Dallas – Okay, celebrate now, Cowboy fans and the Dallas Cowboys, because there is no way you are going up against Carolina and beating the Panthers. If you beat Carolina, I'm going to be shocked on Thanksgiving even after having that turkey. I'm just kidding. Let's go to you, Josh, and then we'll go to Frank. Dallas and Miami. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, and anybody thinks that the Cowboys are underrated or they're going to make them play off of having a 3-7 record, you, my friend, are an idiot. <laughs> and then Nimrod. And I guess uh, that makes me not, not an idiot then. an idiot. Good, because you're a smart man. You're actually realistic. Look, I try to be smart. I, I, the Dolphins are the Dolphins. They don't have the personnel. And it seems like every year we say, oh, the Dolphins are looking to take that next step. But they don't because, obviously, the, the management don't care enough about the Dolphins that they have seen failed team every year. The Cowboys got lucky. I mean, yeah, they won 24-14, to 14, but, oh, is this the resurrection of the Cowboys and they're going to make this miraculous run of a 15-game winning streak all the way to the Super Bowl? Scratch my ass. It's not happening. <laughs> it, it, it won't Enough happen. of your pipe dreams. 
it, it, it won't happen. Before we get to you, Frank, uh, with the Dolphins too, they, I was when I was back east and I was on my vacation trip. I met a friend of mine, and he is a diehard Miami Dolphins fan. He likes right. the Dolphins. Okay, so he said to me this. He goes, Sean, Dolphins haven't had a quarterback since Dan Marino. Dan Marino was so fun to watch back in the 90s, but you know what? They have not had somebody since. And if Tannehill wants to be the leader of the team, he has to be better and make smart decisions. Now, let's go to you, Frank. The Dolphins hosting the Cowboys yesterday with Dallas winning. What was your thoughts on it? Dallas, Miami. All right, let me say this for anybody that's on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon. <laughs> what about hold on, hold on, hold on. What about the Jacksonville Jaguars? What about the Detroit Lions? They have won two games over the last two weeks. So let me ask you this: Think uh, and deal that the, the that the Dallas Cowboys won this game. They snapped their seven game. Isn't that fact here? Uh-huh. Jacksonville and Detroit Correct. have won two straight. Dallas they just won yeah. one game. Oh, and by the way, if the season were to end today. The Cowboys would be 16th out of 16th in the NFC playoff picture. If you were to look at it, they are dead last in the NFC, the entire conference. Anybody that thinks this Dallas team is all of a sudden in contention based on the fact that they won this game with Tony Romo back, and yes, it is great that Tony Romo is back and and healthy and free of injury, but if you believe the Dallas Cowboys are actually in contention, I may take my entire Thanksgiving dinner and throw it up because <laughs> you have got to be delusional. <laughs> like Dallas Cowboys just won one game. Frank, I, you know what? You took the words right out of my out of my mouth. Dallas beats Carolina sad. on Thursday. I'm going to be sick, and I won't be wanting any more turkey or anything. You know what? You know what? Here's what's going to happen. Sean, Sean, Josh, here's what's going to happen. If the Cowboys do win this game on Thursday to end perfection for the Carolina Panthers, 911 may need to be called because I will be choking on my turkey. <laughs> I will be physically choking. I will be gasping for air. I will be wanting – paramedics will be needing to be summoned to my house. That's what's going to happen if Dallas wins this game on Thursday. Dallas just needs an absolute miracle to try to do it, and it's not going to happen. Next no game Panthers, we get – I want to live. Next game, we get to the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Atlanta Falcons. As we all know, Houston, of course, won the big game against the Jets yesterday. The Colts, you know what? If I look at this AFC South, I'm going to go first on this. If I look at this AFC South, gentlemen, I look at it like this. You could possibly end up seeing uh, the Texans overtaking the Colts in the AFC South. Indianapolis is not good because of their defense. And, of course, sure, they beat Atlanta, but the Colts still are not a very good road team when you look at their whole team. Andrew Luck's got to be better. Chuck Pagano, who knows if he's going to be still there as Colts coach, because remember, in week number two, we talked about this too. I remember, Josh, and you brought this up, that uh, to me, that Chuck Pagano may possibly think about his resignation as Colts coach. But Indianapolis is still there, but they still need to prove to people that they can still be a team that can represent the AFC South and maybe get to the AFC championship game or maybe represent the AFC. But it's highly unlikely. The Colts just, they uh not very thrilled with how the Colts look. Let's go to you, Josh. Uh, even though they beat the Falcons, what's your thoughts on the Colts and the Falcons? By the way, real quickly, the Falcons, in my opinion, 
are a team that's starting to kind of go downhill, just kind of like the kind of like the Green Bay Packers in a way. We'll get to them in a sec, but uh, Atlanta needs to try to do whatever possible to get the NFC Wild Card. But anyway, Josh, to you, and then to Frank on the Colts, Falcons. Josh, go ahead. The floor is yours. Good outing for the Colts. Uh, having the comeback and stuff. Um, I, I thought the game was boring. To be honest with you, I didn't watch much of it. Um, I I'm not impressed by either team. To be honest with you, um, yes, Matt Hasselbeck seems to have a better record than Andrew Luck this season. So you gotta give props and credit where credit's due. Look, you know the Falcons prove why they're not an elite team in the NFC. You continue to lose games that you should win at home against teams you should beat. Uh, and it's getting a, a running thread that the Falcons just can't win games at home. So um, Matt Ryan is not the answer for the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. Frank, let's go to you, the Colts and the Falcons. Your thoughts? Well, that's sad if you can't win games at home. And they're 3-2. and two. They're a game over 500 at home, the Falcons, but they haven't been winning as of late. And this was a team that we talk about, oh, we're in praise of the Carolina Panthers here and how great they are. And, yes, they are great. But the Atlanta Falcons – throughout the first month of the season were tooth and neck with Carolina. So for the Atlanta Falcons, for them to be in that six seed right now, and that's where they stand as far as the NFC playoff picture, they are very lucky. They got to be counting their blessings. Hey, Tampa Bay, they have had some convincing wins. Seattle, you know what? Say what you want about the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, They still have the young talent. The Falcons, this is not going to be easy. They, first of all, have got to win. Any losses here is very, very vulnerable. Now, the Colts, I can't believe I'm saying this, but with the Colts' turmoil, it's hard to believe they are first in that AFC South. I mean, come on here. You know, we were talking about the NFC uh, South last year and how weak that was and with Carolina getting in with an under-500 with, with under record. We could be talking here about either the Indianapolis Colts or maybe the Houston Texans, which, Josh, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I believe that there's one team that's a big vital threat right now to the Colts. It's got to be the Houston Texans. But it's possible, guys, we could be talking about a team possibly under 500 making the playoffs. I certainly hope not because, guess what, then I'm definitely rooting against you. But the Colts convincing win yesterday with Matthew Hasselbeck, who's 40 years old. I believe he's the oldest guy, gentlemen. Help me out here. Isn't Matthew Hasselbeck the oldest guy to start a game in the NFL at the quarterback spot, even older than Peyton Manning, who's 39? Yes, I believe it's, if it's uh, true, he's like 40 years old or 41 years old. Um, older than Peyton. Yeah, he's older than Peyton Manning. And, you know, Hasselbeck, it's just surprising that he's still playing in the NFL. But he got the job done yesterday. And kudos to Matthew Hasselbeck, kudos to the Indianapolis Colts. They're doing what they are doing to keep up uh, – Tabs in that AF, in that AFC South here. So kudos. Great the win. next game, the next game we get to. Uh, Got to make this quick. The Oakland Raiders. They went to Detroit yesterday to take on the Lions. The Detroit Lions, as we all know, upset the Green Bay Packers and shocked them. They, of course, beat them. Now they beat an Oakland Raiders team that's trying to stay in contention for maybe the AFC Wild Card. Uh, the Lions are maybe a team that maybe nobody should maybe consider playing. I'm going to make this quick because uh, i got to get to Frank and Josh because I'm going to get everybody updated on, on tonight's action for sports. Um, in my view, the Oakland Raiders, they are a team that 
uh, played bad against Minnesota, thought they were going to bounce back and beat Detroit, but the Lions are showing again that, hey, we're not going to make the playoffs, but let's just go play spoiler, and that's what they've done. They look what they, yeah, Green Bay, then they go and they turn around, they beat Oakland. The Lions, though, are just a team that's trying with Jim Caldwell to maybe just try to finish up strong. You realize when a team doesn't make the playoffs, your goal is to try to finish up strong. Let's turn to you, Frank, Correct. and then we'll go to Josh. Oakland, Detroit, got to make this quick. Right, right. I'll say this about the the Detroit Lions. The fact that they won last week against the Green Bay Packers, that, that should give them a huge boost. You go in the Green Bay a team where that team has not won since 1991. If that doesn't give you a huge boost, I don't know what will. But a great win by the Lions yesterday. And they're not going to the playoffs. There may be a new coach next year. There's going to be a new general manager as a matter of fact, it's highly possible there's going to be a new head coach next year. But this is a, a Lions team that, based on that win last week against uh, Green Bay, against the Packers and Lambeau, that they could turn the tables and indeed play spoiler. Uh, they got the Packers uh, at the week after Thanksgiving. That's a Thursday night at Ford Field. It should be great, interesting to see what happens in that one because you know Ford Field over the next two weeks is going to be rocking with the Thanksgiving game against the Eagles and then the Packers the following week. But this is the team that I'm convinced will not go into the playoffs and changes next year with the head coach potentially. I think they're going to win some games and play spoiler to these teams. Josh, comment on Oakland, Detroit? Uh, for me, uh, I, I like the Raiders, but it's not their year, obviously. Uh, as far as the Lions being spoilers, I could really uh, give a fig noon. I mean, this season's done. I mean, it's week 11. If they want to spoil teams' playoff chances, that's perfectly fine with me. I, I'm all fine with trolling, especially with good teams losing to uh, the Detroit Lions. So Lions won't make the playoffs, but uh, if they're, they're beating these teams and it opens space for another team we'll talk about after this uh, update, yeah, I'm all for it. But And with that with that said, it's time for the very first update of the day. This update is brought to you by jockjournal.com. Check out jockjournal.com. Go to the Jock Journal radio section. You'll find all our on-demand episodes of the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. After this update, we'll talk about the Bears-Broncos game. With that said, for the very first update of the day, here is Sean Mann. Fifteen minutes after the hour, it's November 23rd, 2015. Here's the action we got right now the, uh, for tonight's action. In the NBA, we're going to start with that. It'll be the Kings taking on the Hornets tonight. The Mav- Magic will take on the Cavaliers. They have not lost at home. They are undefeated at 7-0. and The Knicks, they will travel to Miami, take on the Heat. Pistons at the Bucks. 76ers at the Timberwolves. Suns at the Spurs. Thunder, they will be taking on the Jazz. And the National Hockey League, here's the action that we have on Monday. We got seven games total. You got the Blues at the Sabres, Predators at the Rangers, Hurricanes at Flyers, Oilers at Capitals, Bruins at Maple Leafs, Kings at Panthers, and lastly, it'll be the Avalanche taking on the Winnipeg Jets. In NFL Monday Night Football, of course, tonight's game that we will be uh, previewing and talking about, it'll be the Buffalo Bills taking on the New England Patriots. That game starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 5.30 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. Right now, they would probably call it home of Monday Night Football. That is the first update of the day for the Sports Drive. I'm Sean Mann. Now we send it back over to you, Josh Lopez. Yep, this is Sportsnet. We're going to take our uh, second and uh, 
second to last final commercial break of the hour. When we come back, myself, Frank, and Sean will go over the Bears-Broncos game to wrap up the early afternoon games, and we'll begin the Skiri Bales backshot at the top of the hour. You're listening to Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and jockjournal.com here on a Monday. It's episode nine of the Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez. Here with Frank, the big bumblebee, bumble hell. Bungle USA, Bumblebee, whatever you want to call it. Well, what happened to wind? Indiana. What happened to wind? I'm the big win according to you. What happened to wind in my nickname? Twenty minutes after you are indeed. Twenty minutes after the hour on the twenty third of November two thousand fifteen, which is Monday, like Josh said. The next game we're gonna to go to, it'll be the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. You know, this was a game I'm gonna start with me first because you guys are the big Bears fans, okay? We are I, you know, with my when you heard that that facial expression, that just tells me what I think of the Denver Broncos. Because look, what have I said all along about the Denver Broncos ever since this entire NFL season began? They are winning it because of their defense and special teams. I give the Bears a lot of props because they made that a game yesterday. They had an opportunity to win and really pick up some ground in the NFC North. Denver, you're lucky you won again. I'm just saying it because, you know, you're not good. You don't have the team like you had the last few years, even since Peyton Manning has been there. 
And you know what? Without a healthy Peyton Manning, what's the use? You know, and you know what? I know what you were saying, Frank, to me at the very beginning of the show that Denver's got a good defense, but def- but their defense will tire out. They'll get tired because you know some you know we saw that against Kansas City how tired their defense was. We saw that against Indianapolis with how tired their defense was. So I got to tell you, gentlemen, same situation. Broncos, okay, Peyton Manning doesn't play. They have their backup quarterback go in and play, but they still just rely on their defense or special teams to win games. You can't do that. You need to put full efforts in. Peyton Manning, like I pointed out before, has only had one good performance, and that was against Green Bay. Sure, the other games he's had pretty good performances, but he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year. We know Peyton Manning is not the same as he was, and of course, I'm going to try to save and not talk too much about Peyton Manning, because I know Frank's got an interesting uh, uh, surprise save for tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, I want to save that for tomorrow. We go to you, and you know what? For the Bears, there's still a chance that they could still get into the playoffs. Chicago did a very good job of staying in the game all day long, but they just uh, couldn't make some stops. And of course, and the best chance, of course, was to tie the game up at 17. So not yeah. a bad game by the Bears. They played okay. They played well enough to win the game. And John Fox, was sure, he's going to say, I'm proud of you that you went up against the former team of mine and made it a game. Let's go to Frank between the Broncos and the Bears, and then we'll go to you, Josh. What's your thoughts, Frank, on the Broncos Bears game yesterday down in Chicago, Illinois. Well, everybody wanted to see what Brock Osweiler was going to do uh, in Peyton Manning's absence, and I got to call his due because he did not turn over the ball. Haven't we been talking about Peyton Manning being turnover prone? I mean, the world must be coming to an end. The temperature in hell, it must be 32 degrees and falling here because Peyton Manning has had problems with interceptions. Brock Osweiler didn't have one single turnover. So the Broncos, they deserve to win this game more than the Bears on the account that the Bears' red zone offense was completely terrible. They were able to drive the ball deep into the red zone. But you know what? I have a lot of respect for Robbie Gold, but you just can't win with Robbie Gold. you got to put that ball into the end zone, and that's what the Bears prominently failed to do. And, yes, in the fourth quarter, um, going for it and not going for the field goal, that is a question that I have. Of course, we wouldn't be questioning if the Bears had the touchdown. But still, you got to go for the – think about this, guys. If the Bears had gone for that field goal, if they had gone for that three points, we would have been talking about the Bears winning this game and not the Broncos. And Thursday, you know what? You're right, Sean. The Bears aren't out of there. And I, I, and I had the Bears not, – I'm not being biased here, but I had the Bears winning this game based on the fact that – it's been a rocky road the last few weeks for the Broncos. Peyton Manning was out. Brock Osweiler, first NFL start. How was he going to do? He played pretty darn well. But I got to say this. The Bears have to win on Thursday to keep any playoff hopes alive. They have not won games within their division. And if they go into Green Bay, which you know is going to be hostile ground, especially with Brett Favre getting his number retired, a lot of celebration there. The Bears, if they don't win Thursday, their playoff chances are shot in the toilet. Done. Sorry. We well, the Bears, man. Yeah, before we get to you, Josh, and, you, and Frank, you said this on Friday's show for the Sports Drive. You were mentioning that the next couple of weeks were going to be critical ones for the Bears, okay? You know, okay, they lose to Denver, then they got Green Bay. 
Uh, hopefully the Bears' schedule can get better for them if they want to have maybe the chance of still getting in as wild card. Gotta but beat the we'll Packers. see. Gotta you got to be. Yep, got to focus on the Packers Thursday night. Josh, your view and your thoughts on Denver, Chicago? I like you mentioned before. I I I really thought the defense of the Bears showed up uh, yesterday. I thought they did a very good job, uh, especially with getting pressure on the quarterback more than anything. Um, I see one main reason why the Bears lost the game was not only the difficulties in the red zone scoring offense, but also third down plays. It's been what's been killing the Bears for years now. The inability to make stops on third down, especially running plays to the outside. If you're a defensive end and you're giving up nine yards on a third down play, you should be benched. You need to contain your side of the field. That's what defensive ends are there for, to contain the run and contain their side of the field. You're having Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson doing wind sprints on the corner all day long because nobody, for some godforsaken reason, is going after the running back. You have Kyle Fuller, who's 15 yards back from his own receiver he's covering all the time. No wonder why Demaryius Thompson and all those other guys had uh, a bunch of catches on third down. I, I Maybe it's just me, but I don't know why defenses are the way they are in the NFL. But when I was playing football, you play close to where the ball is, not, oh, play safe and moving backwards just to have to um, assume where a guy is going to be on the field. Uh, I, 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 even though Jay, even though Jay Cutler had two turnovers, I thought he had a pretty solid game. Actually, finally making some very solid throws down the field. Uh, nice seeing Marcus Wilson and Josh Bellamy make some plays as well. Um, you know, you know, the injury bug was going to bite them in the ass after the long run. Would, I, I I would definitely say this would be a different game we're talking about if Eddie Royal and Alshon Jeffrey were playing yesterday, but it's not the case. So you do with who you have on the field, and fortunately the Bears do not win. But I like to, I do like their chance to have more victories and maybe have a slight chance to make the playoffs due to the schedule they have in the second half of the season. I mean, after this Packers game on Thursday, Sean. All the teams besides the Vikings all have a losing record or five and five. So, like what you're saying, Josh, yeah, their hope is not lost for the Chicago Bears that they can make this thing. They can still get a turnaround, but you know they got to get on that hot winning streak. They got to be a team that can say, "Okay, we're four and six right now." but we're still a team that's still in there, but we got to have the luck on our side. We got to get on a big winning streak. And, you know, and quite simply, we got a little time here before we got to get the Skippy Bayless bash hour. Okay. Denver. Okay. Knows that another test comes for them. They know that new England is coming into town Sunday night. And of course, you know, that's a game I'll be very interested in watching on Sunday night. Probably. I, you know what? Hard to tell if Peyton Manning is going to start that game. I don't know what I'll be hearing. I'm trying to keep updated if Manning does start against New England or if Denver is going to go with their backup quarterback. Hard to say, but Denver, to me, is not going to be in the Super Bowl. Bronco fans, you might as well just be prepared to accept reality and accept fact that the Broncos are just – they are not the same team that we have seen from the last few years ever since Peyton Manning signed the five-year, $96 million contract with them. So we'll see what happens with the Broncos. But, you know, 
I got to ask you real quickly, uh, Denver, is their schedule easier or harder after the fact that they beat the Bears? Uh, let, let, let's see. Josh, Frank, do you know if Denver's schedule gets easier or harder for them? Well, you mentioned, uh, Sean, uh, the game that you have earned for us, and for reasons obvious, uh, the Broncos. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Patriots next. Oh, We're talking about the Broncos' schedule here. Uh, taking a look at their schedule, it's really an easy schedule after the Patriots because then on the, the next two Sundays, you go to San Diego. We know how devastating it's been for the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders, it happens, I mean, just as much. They host the Raiders on December 13th, and then they go to Pittsburgh and play the Steelers, the Bengals, and then the Chargers. So it's really, I guess you could say a so-so schedule here, but I want to say this about the Patriots game. and We don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback uh, if Peyton Manning's healthy, he is going to be a go. That That's a given. Peyton Manning will start if he is healthy. However, if he's not, I really want to see what Brock Osweiler can do against this Patriots defense. And even for that matter, the next few weeks, if Peyton Manning can't go, because let's understand this. And, I'm, and I do want to address the Peyton Manning situation tomorrow and what could be a Peyton Manning. I got an interesting uh scenario for Peyton Manning that you don't want to miss tomorrow morning. But Brock Osweiler, that was just one start against the Bears. A good start. But if he is potentially the future, aren't we talking about opportunity for Brock Osweiler? One start ain't going to do it. Coming in the relief against Kansas City, that's not going to do it. Let's see Brock Osweiler get two or three more starts and figure, okay, maybe this is the guy that the Broncos can invest their future in. Uh, considering that Peyton Manning is going to retire next year, or possibly, possibly, or not be back, maybe cut ties with Peyton, the Broncos will. Yep, we'll see what happens for tomorrow's show. So, yeah, 30 minutes after the hour. Now we go right back to you there, Josh. Yeah, we got to head to a commercial break right now. Okay, let's go. We'll have Brian Snow here. Well, Brian Snow here for the Scooby Bales Facts Hour up next year on the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com, that's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Okay. 
your car today. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. One more time for good bad. Oh boy. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. It's my favorite time of the day. It's my favorite time of the week, and it's my favorite part of the sports drive. 
you know, this lights up my mood. This gets my mind off the people who think they know everything about the world of wrestling and it's because they think all the way they get butt hurt. Somebody had their head shoved up their ass. And, you know, <laughs> this is really a great thing to get my mind off of Nimrod who think they know everything about wrestling. With that said, welcome to the Skippy Bayless Bash. I will have Sean actually do his intro in a couple seconds. First off, I want to introduce our great friend and uh, just a brother, just a, a great guy. His name is Brian Snow. What's going on, buddy? It's cold, period. It is cold. <laughs> <laughs> What's that How you guys doing? Ready, bud? Ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy Bayless Bay. Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. Here we go. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. All right, let's get this bad boy started. Oh, man. That's going to be the 3,000 feet. <laughs> He's got that break. You ready, buddy? For my... Oh, yeah, keep going. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. No man's ready. Um, yeah. so, Better yeah, believe I'm ready. If this is the first time you listen to Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, what we do is we bash Skip Bayless and go over the quotes he says on first take and some retro quotes. Anytime I say Skippy Bayless says my, Frank does this. Yeah, I tell you what, give him an example. Give him an example. Go in the sentence. Give him an example. Skippy Bayless says that my. <laughs> Fill in the blank. There you go. And then Snowman tells us either, and then and then Snowman here tells us to get out of the way or watch out. So <laughs> you know, I don't, don't know where to go. I got, I got shocks. I got shocks. You may want to be the one to get us out of the way. I got shocks. Yeah, you guys have that. I just sit back and laugh. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we got thirty minutes on the time clock here, maybe possibly thirty-five. Uh, I really don't want to preview the pages. Bill's game plan is going to be a snooze fest. So let's have some fun with the bash stars, shall we? Uh, let's have some fun. Why? My Dallas Cowboys are underrated at 3 and 7. <laughs> All right, y'all get out of the way. Y'all get out of the way right now. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Y'all get out of the way right now. I'm in front of the wall. <laughs> underrated at 3 Correct. and 7. Okay, correct. What is wrong with this sentence? Underrated, three and seven. I don't know, three and seven is a shame. Let me break that down again. Three and seven. Underrated, three and seven. Yeah. You're led by a quarterback from. You're, you're led by a quarterback from Eastern Illinois that has two, count them, two playoff victories. I got fingers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. How in the vital blue, yellow-bellied, red-blooded hail <laughs> can the Cowboys be underrated with that record, that offense, that defense, and whatever the hell you want to call their management? If that's underrated, <laughs> if that's underrated, then what the Carolina Panthers are doing is simply 
wait a minute, it is off the charts. I'll come back to that in a minute. But how can you call the Dallas Cowboys overrated when they've had to work three times as hard just to say, just to stay, and the word I'm looking for is relevant? That's I'll dropping say, the microphone. I'll say, I'll say this, Brian. You know what? The Jacksonville Jaguars must be underrated, too. They've won their last two games in a row. They actually have done better than the Dallas Cowboys. So you know what? If you want to praise the Dallas Cowboys, then please praise the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, praise the, da- the Detroit Lions as well. It's like, thank you. It's like, woo, the Cowboys won a game. They ended their seven-game losing streak. They're back on the winning ways. They're going to make the playoffs. Not. Cuckoo, Not. cuckoo. Um, Frank, you're going to love this one. Oh, no. The shot will be over 3,000. It's going to be overblown. Go ahead. Scooby Bale said that Osweiler, you look so good. Thank you for telling me what I knew. <laughs> it so good. I'll admit, Brock Osweiler played a good game, but I said this when we were talking about the Bears-Broncos game. I want to see more from Brock Osweiler. I was impressed the guy didn't turn over the ball, but mm-hmm. hey, don't skip. Here's yeah. the thing. If Peyton Manning's not playing on Sunday, that may, look, I hope Peyton's playing. I don't want to see the guy hurt. But if it is Brock Osweiler, that's a blessing for him because there's opportunity here, and he's going up against a team way tougher than the Chicago Bears. So you know what, Brock Osweiler, how good are you? We need to see more. The second coming of freaking Tim Tebow. Skip, shut up. Really? The second coming of Tim Tebow? That is not good. Tim Tebow's yeah, not good. Yeah, no, man, what do you think of that Skip Bayless comment about the, about the Bronco quarterback? He's laughing away. I'm getting okay. out of the way. I'm getting out of the way, buddy. Brock I'm, out, I'm way out. He compares, he's got the nerve to compare Brock, Oswe- Brock Osweiler to Tim Tebow. Really? That's not a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Tebow's only won one playoff game. What the heck? <laughs> okay. Let's just break. Yes. I'll do a quick breakdown because I don't want Josh yelling at me for going overboard on time. But Tim Tebow, six foot one, and I'm being generous, left-handed, like- can't throw the ball. Brock Osweiler. Six foot eight, two forty five, strong arm, strong will, just needs a shot. At least Brock Osweiler can throw the doggone thing and be accurate with it. <laughs> hey, I like Tim Tebow. I like Tim Tebow as a person. The pro, the thing is, he's not an NFL quarterback. So let me ask Skip Bayless this. If you're comparing him to Tim Tebow, does this mean that in a couple of years he's going to have to find work somewhere else? That what you're, is yes. that what you're saying? Brock Osweiler is going to be out the NFL in two years. Yeah, not a good comparison. Not a good comparison. And also, what you mentioned, Brian, about the size and, and all of that. That's not a good comparison. That is a dumb all right. quote. Wow. All right. Um, Skippy Bailison that the Philadelphia Eagles should look at bringing back Tim Tebow after Mark Sanchez being complete. Oh, jeez. What is it with Tim Tebow? No, man. What do you say about that? What is it with Bayless and Tebow? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Run. Run. Hey, Frank, you got something interrupting you, huh? 
The Eagles are thinking of bringing back Tim Tebow after they got a foot put in their ass by Jameis Winston. Except the ass whooping and move on to Kelly Wiggins. And as for Skip Bayless, I don't know what's worse, his love for Tony Romo or his love for Tim Tebow. Or his love for, forgive me, Josh, LeBron James. I don't know. It seems he loves Tim Tebow today for some reason. Correct. (laughs) He has so much love for Tebow. I don't know why that is. Wow. Nick. Uh, Skip, won't you ever learn? (laughs) Vince McMahon should be let go of WWE because he doesn't have it anymore. Skip Bayless is the real deal when it comes to wrestling. Did you just say my my Vince McMahon? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I thought Vince McMahon, hold on, hold on. My Vince McMahon, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I want everybody, including Brian, to get out of the way. All three of you get out of the way. My Vince McMahon, excuse is, is, me. Isn't he married to Linda? <laughs> <laughs> He's married to Linda. So oh wait, my God. Is, you want to marry Vince McMahon? Is that what you're trying to say? He's already married. I know who his wife is. I, Vince McMahon, no, unless you're Linda, that he's not your Vince McMahon. There's, there's a card in my hand that I have right now, and it says two words, no comment. <laughs> I just said that. Uh, Josh, maybe that's addressed towards you as Vince McMahon. Uh, shut up. You know, I, I'm already got to help some these so-called wrestling experts. Oh, 
I think she, Josh, I think she gets Palin. I I like one, before I go completely ballistic, <laughs> I want to know what. Sh- I want to know the day he said that. I want to know <laughs> the background. That I have a reason for the question. I want to know the day or the date that he uttered that ridiculousness. He said it on Stephen A. Smith's XM show about six weeks ago when Andrew Luck came back from injury. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, look, All right, Brian, y'all. Speak up. Speak up. Duck, all right. Duck and cover. And Donna, ba- and Donna, baby, I'll see you. I will see you in paradise. And, honey, this one's for you. Go ahead. Skip Bayless. You incompetent son of a bitch. <laughs> First of all, you pissed me off by disrespecting Peyton Manning and the house that Peyton Manning built. Great Second house. of all, my sweet little daughter was born in one of the houses that Peyton Manning built, which is Peyton Manning Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, right. Indiana. So you right. already got two strikes against you right there. Third of all, I've had the pleasure of sitting in the booth at Lucas Oil Stadium. Me too. Me too. And if you even think that house should be torn down, you should go with it. All right? There you go. Let's tie him up in midfield and have it demolished right in front of him. Do you know how much business you would be taking out of Indianapolis if Lucas Oil Stadium comes tumbling down. And if anybody has um, done any research, and Josh, I know you have, on the history of Lucas Oil Stadium, it wasn't built for football. It was actually built for basketball because they've hosted two Final Fours in Lucas Oil Stadium since it's been built. Mm-hmm. You know, football just came Correct. just came as a bonus. So just look at, look at the seating and how everything is. They took a lot from the RCA Dome, and put it into Lucas Oil, but just made it more basketball-friendly. And it's football-friendly, and it's football friendly too. Hell, I had the pleasure of calling a – I've had the pleasure of calling a football game, a college football game at Lucas Oil Stadium last year, and I'll do it again uh, next year. And plus the uh, IHSAA state finals will be held at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, Mr. Bayless, week. you need to go to Lucas Oil Stadium yourself and take it in and retract your statement yes, about the yes. house of Amen. should Amen. be torn down, okay? No because reason. were it not for Peyton Manning and the 14 years he put into the city of Indianapolis and the influence still lives, Lucas Oil Stadium would not live, and in some cases you would get the power Are and you the clapping? would live. I'm clapping, yes. Let it snow, Brian. Let it snow. Snowman is angry. Snowman is one irked off man with Skip Bayless. By the way, every stadium Skip cannot look like AT&T Stadium. I'm sorry. Every Anyways, stadium look, it, every stadium shouldn't. As far as I as far as I'm concerned, I will never set foot in AT&T Stadium because it's in the middle of nowhere in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, but what All right. see, uh, see, see, hey, you see, a lot of talk about both of these guys were ripping me during the conference call because I called a, a ATC Stadium a dump. I'm right? not saying it's a dump. It a I'm, dump. Not say, I'm not saying it's a dump. I'm just saying that every stadium shouldn't look it's like in, that. Every it's, stadium it's, 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 it
like just like Texas Stadium before it. What the hell is around there? You got the six flags feet park, you got a lot there. <laughs> well, you gotta go to six flags. I did the great America. You know great. what's bad? The Texas Rangers have done more with Globe Life at Globe Life Park than the Cowboys have done called. at AT&T Stadium. <laughs> oh, that's what it's called, Globe Life. Is there any more Sean, you're not quotes like here, bud? Yeah, you're not going to like this next one. I'm sorry. I better pass oh, down. Brian, we better get out of the way. Skippy Bayless said that Pavel Sandoval needs to go to a local gym as soon as he can if he wants to get back to relevancy. Well, for cripes' sake, the guy's been freaking working out. I just saw an article a couple weeks ago that they're planning to come back next year. Skip Bayless, you are a moron. Good grief. Wow. Hold, hold on. Hold, wait, 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 wait. Out of the way, dude. What did you say about Kung Fu Panda? What did you say about Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> you know, I want to hear Everybody's this. Kung Fu Panda. You know what he I said? I want to hear this again. He basically called Pavel Sandoval a fat bastard. That's that's what he called him. And, okay, and I only have one comment, and it's in the form of a question. And (laughs) who's getting paid an ass load of money to play third base? I don't know who. (laughs) Pavel Sandoval. Frank. Oh, and, and by the and, and by the way, and by the way, Pablo Sandoval has a distinction that Skip Bayless will never hold. How about three home runs in a World Series game? Yes, and three championships, Skip Bayless, you Thanks. moron! Gosh, I cannot and believe ca- it. And he caught the final out. And he caught the final out for the last one in Kansas City a year ago. Yeah, and follow moving around. on. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Oh, here we go. Here's our first NBA quote of the day. Because Skip oh, G, uh, he's the, uh, <laughs> he's the, uh, Is it about the oh, Warriors yeah, by any chance? Yeah, he's the, uh, I'm ready. He's the Albert, I'm ready Einstein, he's the Albert Einstein of basketball knowledge. Here we go. <laughs> Skippy Bell oh, said that, Skippy Bell said that, uh, Steph Curry has nothing on LeBron James when it comes to clutch time in basketball games. I'm leaving. Oh, okay, my God. Good night. Good, good night. Good day. Whatever part of this I'm leaving, dude. I'm leaving. Bye. When did Bye. you say this? Goodbye. Uh, on Thursday? This is my goodbye. On Thursday? Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I what he said. It. Goodbye. Oh, hell no. Move out the way. Bye. Get out of the way. I am, I'm leaving, dude. I am getting out of the way. I'm leaving. <laughs> leaving. <laughs> Nothing on LeBron James when it comes to, let me get this right, uh, Josh, crunch time? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. And he said it Thursday before Stephen Curry burned the Clippers with 23 fourth quarter points. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> Here we go. Nothing on LeBron James, who is two and four in the finals, 
when it comes to yep. crunch time. And Stephen Curry mm-hmm. in the in the finals last year against LeBron James broke Kyrie Irving's knee, literally. Correct. And broke Matthew Dellavedova's ankles, knees, and spirit mm-hmm. with two fourth quarter crossovers in game five. Correct. Now this is a here's a preface. I hope Kyrie Irving gets back to playing the way that he was playing because that was a devastating injury in the finals. Right, right, right. right. I wish no ill will on Kyrie Irving. I love watching the kid play, okay? Because Kyrie Irving's got a lot of old school in him. But Skip Bayless, you have some kind of nerve to say mm-hmm. that Steph Curry has nothing when it comes to crunch time, it's nothing on LeBron James when it comes to crunch time, when Stephen Curry is being compared to a certain ballhead fellow that the city of Chicago watched for 14 years, who was undefeated in the finals, fourth mm-hmm. all-time in scoring, never faced a seventh game in the finals, has the highest all-time scoring average in the finals. And Stephen Curry's legacy being built one year at a time, being compared to his airness. <laughs> Where is LeBron in this equation? <laughs> uh, uh, no. that, that's why Frank <laughs> says goodnight, goodbye, I'm out of here. By the way, by the way, uh, by the way, this next uh, these next two quotes have to do with the Hall of Fame, and just forewarning you guys beforehand, it's going to get pretty ugly in here. But oh we can't go no! Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh God! Let's go. Let's start with the Baseball Hall of Fame, shall we? Uh, I don't think Jimmy I want Bale to. But go said, ahead. Go for it. Frank Thomas does not deserve to be a Hall of Famer because he doesn't—he uh, doesn't have the credibility, and he also feels that Frank Thomas should have been tested more for steroids during the nineties. Get your ass out of the way! Get your ass out of the way right now! As a guy, that, well, go ahead because I want to address this. As a guy that met Frank, Frank Thomas, put yourself on mute. I want to hear Snowman. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Snow. This is your hour too. Get your ass! Get your ass out of the way. I want to. Now you're disrespecting one of my favorite sluggers of all time. (laughs) Should have been been tested for steroids more. All right. I'll make this short because I know the the other fellas want to weigh in this. And, Josh, I want to hear you, too. Yeah, you better weigh on Josh. I I know Josh is steaming right now. I'm steaming, and I'm a Cubs fan. 19 years, 301 average. 558 home runs and over 1,500 runs batting in with one of the highest slugging percentages ever. Correct. Let me break that down again. 19 years. Let me just use the first two numbers. Yeah, go ahead. 19 years. 19 years. 301 lifetime batting average. That alone is Hall of Fame worthy. Not to mention the fact he's got two he's got two American League MVPs and a World Series championship, even though he was injured 
of the Indiana White Sox won that World Series championship. But you're going to disrespect mm-hmm. a slugger sprays the ball all over the field naturally and has a home run stroke with his back foot off the ground. I mean, Skip Bayless, what you don't seem to realize is that Frank Thomas played not one but two sports. He was a big boy coming into the league. Auburn, he, he was, was a big boy coming right. He was a tight end. He was a tight end at Auburn, yes, in the late 80s. He was a big boy coming into Major League Baseball. You dare argue against six foot five and 265 pounds of raw baseball power and the what hitting prowess that got better? What he's doing. And I do not believe, I, I don't think there was a season, except for the year that he was injured, where Frank Summers did not hit 300 in a season. And I leave with this. 19 years, 301 batting average. And you want to say he did it under the influence of steroids when he played in the late 80s and the 90s and halfway through the 2000s, survived the steroid era? If he should have been busted for steroids, why didn't why didn't Skip Bayless and everybody that wants to bust Frank Thomas and be on that train, why didn't you, you journalist, come up with a reason or find a reason that has been written and recorded that Frank Thomas did steroids? Josh, I have got to ask you, you're the White Sox fan. I wonder what you say about that before we go to Frank. (laughs) You know what? I sit here on a Monday at 21 years old and realize as a young broadcaster that, you know, I can I hear I can hear a lot of dumb things that people come say out of their mouth, but this really is the epitome up here because what what, what basis does Skip Bayless have this comment on? He's already a Hall of Famer, jackass, so there's nothing you can do about it. He's in whether you like it or not. <laughs> Secondly, everyone wants to blow smoke up Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's butt when Frank Thompson took one inch of steroids. <laughs> and he's still one of the best players in baseball during that time. The lack of respect that the Chicago White Sox gives the organization pisses me off. And the last point here I wanted to mention, Frank Sprinkle... Brian and Sean Mann, Skip Bayless, thanks for reminding me why I answered this so I can prove why Nimrods like you don't deserve to be in the media business anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. What do you, Ed Frank, we leave it to you. What do you say Amen about that Skippy quote? I met him. I met Frank Thomas when I was 13. You had two Franks meeting each other and talking about his bigger baseball game. Uh, I met him at a jewelry store downtown in Watertown around the time, uh, Josh, you were born. And I'll tell you what, give me some hitting tips. Frank Thomas could not treat me, treat the 13-year-old boy that is 34 years old any nice that he did at Watertown. He didn't have to make time for me, but he did. And you know what? We had a nice chat. I'll tell you what, it was just the two of us. <laughs> there were some guys that made the steroid era, era great. Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomei. And yep. Frank Thomas. Jim told me. Those guys 
did it naturally. They played during an era that was corrupt, that was dirty, yep. that was shameful. And I got to tell you, looking at that 1998 home run chase, I'm at fault for actually taking the bait like the idiot that I am. I'll admit, I'm an idiot. I took the bait. Shame on me. I fell for Mark yep. McGuire and Sammy Sosa, what they're doing. You know what? As bad as it was, it was bad enough that I fell for it. I should have known something was wrong. Shame on me. Let's, let, let's burn mm-hmm. me an effigy in the sticks. Frank Thomas actually once said, give me the cup. Give me the cup. For what? Oh, yeah, so he could be tested for PEDs. Frank Thomas never did it. Why would somebody want to be tested for PEDs and steroids? Oh, yeah, so he could prove that this is still a great era of baseball, that there were some players that did it naturally, including Frank Thomas. I am a Chicago Cubs fan, but let me say this. I have great respect for the organization from the south side, the White Sox. I try to go to as many White Sox games as I do Cub games. I have just as much respect for the history of the White Sox as I do the Cubs. So, Skip Bayless, if you want to live, please stay away from Bridgeport. Don't come to Bridgeport because if you do, you will not live to be enough to be older another day. And I throw in my imitation. I throw in my imitation of Gene Honda, the first baseman, number thirty-five, Frank Thomas. Let me try. Can I do it? Can I do it? Because I have a Gene Honda. I I have a Gene. Gene Frank (laughs) Thomas. Paul Turnerco. What's the the next one you got, Josh? Uh, This one's the NFL Hall of Fame. One here. Oh, geez, so. I'm already <laughs> sick as it is. <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. I, oh boy. I might die. The trio, the trio of Tony Romo, Jason Garrett, and Des Bryant, according to Skip Bayless, are first ballot uh, Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, right <laughs> what, the Cowboy Hall of Fame? Wait, for what? The Cowboy Hall of Fame? Oh dear. The Cowboy no, Hall of Fame? Really? The Pro Football Hall of Fame? Break. Let's step aside. Let's hear the snowman. Oh dear lord! Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh dear lord! So he's comparing. I told you I was bringing it today. So he's comparing Jason Garrett as a Hall of Fame candidate. Tom Landry, coach Tom Landry. Let me go a little further. Bill Walsh. Bill Parcells, yeah, to Joe Gibbs, to, to Mike Ditka, to really, and Tony. He put Jason Garrett, Tony Romo, and Des Bryant. Um, yeah, if they, they the only way they'll get to the Hall of Fame is if they go visit. To see real court, to see real quarterbacks like Joe Montana, Phil Simms, Steve Young, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, um, when you to see quarterbacks like that. How in the blue hell do you get the nerve to say that trio is Hall of Fame worthy when they haven't done anything?
Guys, I just woke up. Guys, I, I guys, I had a bad dream. This was a nightmare. I fell asleep for a few seconds. I we were doing the Skippy Bayless bash hour. Josh was reading these two Skippy Bayless quotes that Frank Thomas does have. Uh, that Skip Bayless said that Frank Thomas should not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and that Jason Garrett, Tony Romo, and Des Bryant, Ryan, are worthy of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guys, I just had a bad nightmare. Somebody... Yeah, we're still living it. Oh my goodness, it's real! Yeah. It's real. So wait, it wasn't a nightmare. Here we go. Yep, we got a wrestling quote here. Uh, oh, even better. No. <laughs> Skippy Bale says that he would toot some Undertaker out of his boot yesterday at Survivor if he was in the match. That's fine. He do he what? He do yeah. He do what? Is what? Is right. He would do what? Pretty much stop him. Undertaker out of his shoes. Yep. <laughs> I have a feeling we would need a casket. Seriously, <laughs> we would. We would That's literally right. need a casket. <laughs> need a casket. <laughs> could be a casket match. Oh my gosh! If y'all could see the look on my face right now. <laughs> I don't think I want to see the look on your face. I don't want to I see, can the see your on look on your face. face on every Skippy quote being read. I don't want to see the look on Josh's face. <laughs> I already know the look on Josh's face, and it matches mine. That's why I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything because of the ridiculousness of the quote itself. Can we just end this oh show God. now? I mean, I've had enough, dude. I have really had enough. <laughs> I, I have one more Skippy quote, and it involves the NBA. I wanted to end it off on a perfect note here, especially oh, more of the snowman rant here, because this is snowman's field. Um, okay, here we go. Skippy Bayless said that the NBA players today have more heart, more drive, and more toughness than the NBA players in the 80s and the 90s. Ooh. Wait. You say toughness. Repeat that again. Repeat it again. <laughs> he said, now, this is not my words. I don't want you to go after me. This is I not know. my well, words. not your words. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Skippy Bayless uh, from ESPN no. First Two, Second Take, said that today's NBA generation is more tougher, more skilled, more athletic and better driven than the NBA players from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> They're oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. What's next? The NFL is a better league now than what it was 20, 30 years ago? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all got a Sears Die Hard battery. Oh, I don't right. have one. Thank God I don't I, have one. Does it have to be from Sears? It, I don't have one. Does it have to be from Sears, though? <laughs> okay. In some cases, more athletic, yes. In some cases, more skilled, sure. Mm-hmm. That's and hard, the comparison's end. I'm not going to question hard, too. More, I think there is hard. With some players in the league, there's a lot of heart because yeah, they emulate 
the old school mentality. Andrew Johnson, Larry Bird, his airness, Abdul Jabbar, Moses Malone, my first ever favorite player, Julia Serving, Dominique mm-hmm. Wilkins, you better believe Kevin it. McHale, James Worthy, Dennis Rodman, Craig Ed Thomas, yep. Joe Dumars, one Carl of my Malone. favorite point guards of all time, Kevin Johnson, Carl Malone, John Stockton. I'm just naming all the Hall of Famers and soon-to-be Hall of Famers that have come through what we now call the golden era of the NBA. Oh, oh forgot a couple. Iceman, George German. Right? Iceman, George uh, uh, George German, Daryl Dawkins, the late Daryl Dawkins, the late Moses Malone, as I said before. Three names. You want to talk about heart? You want to talk about toughness? You want to yeah. talk about making a comparison from the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s to today's NBA? In the 80s and 90s, you can actually do in the polls what you cannot do today. Beat people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat men. Compete How about that? for a rebound. Beat men. Not flop all over the place. If you actually get run into when you fall, you get run into when you fall. There were no <laughs> semicircles to indicate where the offensive foul took place. <laughs> there was there was no defensive three second violation. Oh, gag me! <laughs> and certainly. There was a call that is not called today, but it was called more in the 80s and 90s when it happened, and that whistle is traveling. <laughs> well, yeah, you see a lot of traveling calls today. That is true. LeBron James, I blame you for inventing that. Cr- no, not, LeBron, uh, not just LeBron James. But Manu Ginobili, I blame you for bringing that crab step that allows a player to take an extra step into the league. Because now more players are getting used to it and the referees are getting used to it and the referees are ignoring the training that you only are allowed two steps. And now that crab step has allowed more players to get away with traveling more than anything else. It's okay, it let's just sad. Come. It is sad what the league has become. And I dropped the mic mm. right there. The NBA is sad. That, and, and on that note, that's the reference to Skippy Bale's best hour. Um, we want to thank uh, <laughs> the Snowman for hopping on for uh, another best hour. And uh, by the way, programming uh, note here, we'll be on tomorrow, but Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're taking the rest of the week off. Um, I'll be doing Good. the wrestling radio show, The Pro Wrestling Experience, episode 143, this Wednesday on Chicago com. But uh, for us here on the Sports Trail, tomorrow will be our last show of the week. So you guys can enjoy your Thanksgiving festivities. With that said, Brian, it was a blast as always, man. Thanks for uh, chiming in as always. And uh, I'll talk to you soon after the show's over, right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Be blessed, Brian. Thank you, Snowman. You bless you guys. That's Brian Snowman from the Sports Network. 
What a all bad right. Hour. You like that one song? Yep, I'm all good here. We still got a little bit of time to cover some other NFL action from yesterday. Let's get into one of the hey, big uh, games. Uh, that... Hey, Sean, we'll save those for tomorrow. We only got 12 minutes. We don't have time <laughs> if you really think about it. Let's get into uh, the Monday okay. night game and make it, let's get out of here. Yeah, all right, all right. Monday night football on ESPN. Da, 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 da. That's what I was waiting for, Frank, to say that. The Buffalo Bills, with their defense, head up to Foxborough in Gillette Stadium to take on the New England Patriots, who have not yet lost a game. They are 9-0. and Let's go to you there, Josh, then to Frank and to me. What do you think, Josh? But Bills and the Patriots. Um. Really quick, I'll say the Bills in an upset 20-17, and uh, a Patriots player gets injured. I'm not wow. sure who, but a major Patriots player gets injured tonight. Oh, so that's my gosh. prediction. Wow. I have got wait, a wait, wait, How can you predict you? injury? How can what? you predict injuries? How can you, and how can you predict that Buffalo is going to beat New England? Dad, how can you predict injuries? Because I'm a grown man, and I, I could say what I want. Yeah, I understand. I'm, te- I'm you teasing you, buddy. Go ahead, Frank. Jeez, I, sometimes I'm scared about. I'm, I'm scared for Josh. Seriously, he he says he breaks. <laughs> <injuries. laughs> it's almost like he had a ball maybe scripted. Dude, you, you know, Frank Bills Patriots. I won't be surprised if we see Josh Lopez in a few months on 60 Minutes. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Listen, the Patriots can lose this game tonight, but they'll still be a okay. Look, this matters more for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are the ones that need to win this game, not the Patriots. Look, the thing about the Patriots, all they're going to lose is... win you, huh? Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. So you don't think the Patriots are going to show up? Is that what you, you don't? You don't well, think the Patriots are going to show up here tonight? You don't think the Patriots are going to yeah, show I'm up here. and play this game tonight? I'm here. I, I honestly feel like the Patriots think they're they're in the coaster uh, ride all the way to the Super Bowl. Do not, and I mean do not, try to underestimate the Buffalo Bills tonight. I don't care that the game's at the Patriot Stadium. I it doesn't mean anything to me. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night uh, last year. There's no oh, reason why they can't lose to the Buffalo Bills. This is a different Patriots team. This is all right. A year ago at this time, the Patriots had no reason to be pissed off. Now they do because of the Flake Gate. And listen, oh, poor Buffalo. Patriots. Get over it. Yeah, well, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what I believe is fact here, and that is hey, it may be fact, hey, Patriots, it may be fact, but they need to get over it. Yeah, mate, well, they're not going to get over it. Fine, yeah, yeah easier said than done. They're not going to get over it. The New England Patriots have a lot of hatred in their heart. They have hatred for the NFL. They have hatred for the commissioner. They have hatred for Josh Lopez. They have hatred for a lot of other stadiums. They have a lot of hatred as it is. And you know what? The Buffalo Bills, I'll say this, it's going to be a good game in the early going. Obviously, Rex Ryan, uh, the character that he brings, winning against the Jets last week, although that probably meant more to him. The Bills need this game more than the Patriots. And I think it's going to be a good game to start, but then the, pa- the Patriots are going to find some way to prevail and, and blow them out like you wouldn't believe. Now it goes to me. The <laughs> upset, he, he calls it an upset special. I just, that just made me, that, you know what, that 
literally almost made me spit my drink out with hearing that. That just made me lose an appetite. God damn you. Gosh, I cannot believe. Oh, you know what? I got family out. Okay, so I'll be watching the game. Bills possibly win. I'm going to get blasted with a message on Facebook Messenger. I'm going to get a text from Josh saying, hey, Sean. Wasn't I right that the Bills were going to beat the Patriots? I'll be like, oh, <laughs> you had to say that. No way. I'll do that Not in Brady. You know what? Not in Tom Brady's house. There is no way that the Bills are going to walk Tom right Brady's into house. Gillette Stadium. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Sean. I'm with Sean. There I'm with is history. no way. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. In this oh, debate, I, Brady, I, I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how much Rob Gronkowski is saying the referees. Because you can't handle somebody who's touching him when he's tackling about some stupid face mask call. Wow. Okay. All right. Let, let, let's – Rob Gronkowski is – the Gronk is always ready to play. Brady's going to have a magical night tonight like he always does against his AFC East magical. opponents. And you know what? In the debate between Josh and Frank, between the Bills and the Patriots, Frank wins by a landslide. Slide. Frank knows uh, exactly. Yeah, so no, you guys saw one bit of objectivity here. Which <laughs> is not surprising to me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I won. This wasn't much of a debate like it was last <laughs> That was awesome. Even though I didn't win according to you, that was still awesome. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. with that being said, New England's going to blow out Patriots. Buffalo tonight. I'll have the big smile on my face when the Patriots and the Bruins win tonight. I couldn't ask for anything right. better than that with the fact that the Patriots are well on their way to being a Super Bowl team. And I know we all would love to see the Patriots in Santa Clara. At least I would, where I'd have another big smile on my face. I would have sucked in the big hey, one. Hey, hey, let's, let's, let's not forget, um, in a couple of weeks, I'll be rocking Chicago Bulls Facebook oh, for a no, week. No, the Bulls no. bump the Boston. Gosh. With, you know with what? that said, we're going to get... Yeah, before we, before you get your thoughts to that, uh, we're gonna wrap up the show here. Before we, before I give out the plugs and all that stuff, uh, you guys have any final thoughts on today's show? Anything you'd like to say? Anybody you want to shout out? Any soliloquies? Here's your chance. We'll start off with Sean. Final thoughts. Well, final thoughts are. It was a fabulous show. We really did, all of us did bring it, gave good perspective on week number 11 of the NFL. I feel like every time we're doing the shows, we're getting better and better with doing them. I have a blast with hanging out with two awesome guys and Josh Lopez and Frank Sprankle. And thanks to all the fans listening to me out there and listening to us because we always want to make this an entertaining show. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, for that comment that Josh Lopez said that I'll be rocking Chicago Bulls, stuff that is totally 100 percent inaccurate it's going to be the other way around on december 9th when the celtics are beating the chicago bulls and then josh will be looking at boston celtics stuff for an entire week at least ladies and gentlemen i don't have to strip my walls and have nothing to look at because it was like being in a prison but that being said i'm ready for tomorrow let's go to you frank Guys, I have a question. Did Skip Bayless really say that Frank Thomas was not worthy of the Hall of Fame? And as far as the Pro Football Hall of Fame is concerned, did he really say that Tony Romo does Brian and Jason Garrett work? Correct. <laughs> did he really say that? Did, uh, yes, he, he did. Yeah. He really did. What's tomorrow? Yeah. Well, I have a question. What's tomorrow's bash going to be like? 
Oh, that's what, well, I can't wait. You'll, you'll have to find out tomorrow. You never know what happens to this Gibby Bales bad shot. He really said that. Frank, he really you have said any final that. thoughts? Hey, you know what? It's, hey, guess what? The four hours of sleep was well worth it. Love you guys. Let's have some more fun tomorrow. Got it. Absolutely. Well, that said, we're going to wrap up today's episode of the Sports Drive tomorrow's episode 10. Uh, in the coming weeks, I'll try to send out some emails so we can get the guests here on Sports Drive here with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Uh, we're at Facebook is the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. You can check out our On the Man episodes on there on Facebook and also my articles I do for um, just doing a recap for the NBA, NFL, and NHL games. It's kind of crazy. A lot of the stuff I do outside of uh, the sports drive that I put into the show with the articles and stuff. So I, if you guys want to check it out, uh, give it a uh, check. I appreciate it. Um, Ron Twitter, red dot sports drive, da sports dot sports drive. On the Twitter at wdjoshlomans, I'll be live tweeting tonight's Monday Night Raw um, from Nashville at the WrestleZone Twitter account is WrestleZone.com. Uh, so if you want to live tweet the show with me, uh, have some fun. I'll point out some memorizes as always. Uh, follow Sean Man at Twitter, Sean Man SWR. Follow Frank at Twitter, Jock JRL for Journal Frank, uh, JockJournal.com. Uh, I want to thank Brian Snow for coming on the show. Uh, give him a follow Twitter at Golden Voice Snow. With that said, we'll be back tomorrow for another fun episode of the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. Um, it was a blessing. The Bash Hour was great. We did some good recaps. Uh, we may have some news as far as uh, expansion of the show, possibly going three hours, so we have enough time to go over all these news and stuff. But, uh, you know, we're still getting our kicks in. Uh, our third week of shows are in commence, and uh, it's been a fun ride so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds here for this first drive with Big William, Bubble B Boy, Frank Sprinkle, and Walmer Boy. <laughs> Oh, You're delusional for calling me bubble. <laughs> you know what? I have to say before we get off the air here. Oh, everybody, the next time you all go, you go to Walmart, I'm going to make one suggestion. You go to Walmart, you get a haircut, yeah. you get your hair shampooed and washed and get a cut. I got a nice haircut and I got a very good deal on that thing. Okay, let me ask you this. So if there's no barber in the Walmart, what do you do? Do you go to the bathroom, bring your own scissors, and cut your hair down <laughs> and shampoo in the bathroom? Is that what you do, then? I knew that was coming. Wow. that what you do? <laughs> On that note, yeah, yeah, exactly. On that note, we're going to wrap it up right now. Thank you guys so much for checking out this week's, uh, not this week, but today's Sports Drive. Check out the On Demand episode later on today. Tell us about it. Spread the word on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast from. For Sean Man and Frank Sprinkle, my name is Josh Lopez. This has been the Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye, and we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. I'll try. just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars.
is NFL Talk Late Night from Jack Journal with the biggest morons in the country. If you aren't asleep already, it might be time to get to bed. However, I'm sure most of you are still looking for me on AshleyMadison.com. Cut at Walmart. I actually get my hair cut on probably tomorrow or Wednesday. I'll see, but um, I got a lot of things to do today. Sounds good. See you later, guys.